spring postseason is here. Girls soccer regional quarterfinals started May 5th. Girls track sectional started May 10th, the 11th, and the 12th. Today being Friday, May 12th. Some of them are going on right as we speak, right now. Then we got baseball and softball regional quarterfinals starting May 15th and 16th. Boys track sectionals May 17th, 18th, 19th. Boys tennis sectional May 25th, 26th, 27th. Spring season flew by. Postseason is here. I know it happens normally with rain and weather conditions and cancellations and you never know when you're going to play. And then all of a sudden you get a couple days or maybe a week and there's a bunch of games and then bam, there's some more rain. And that definitely happened this season, this year, by far. So here we are. We're at the postseason. It's right now. So crazy how fast time flies. But we've had some great sports. We're going to have some more great sports in the postseason. So we had to showcase it on win-lose stat. In this episode, we're going to have all of April, and then we'll start the postseason. Then we're all caught up. The next show, the show after, show after, show after, we'll just keep updating postseason. So we're right there. It's a podcast, so it's not live, but it's live. It's like live podcast air. I just said it's like, like, like. I'm a kid again. Ah, didn't we just say time's going by quick? Yeah, it is. I'm Brandon Lachance, your host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That's with an S, it's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your CP. Please like, review, comment, all those cool things to help us move up the ranks and to interact. Show you care, I care. We all love each other. Yeah, Edge of Your Seat Podcast style. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or don't like something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, the huge shout out to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the intro and outro beat that you hear on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. There are 19 FSB locations in Northern and Central Illinois. Great people, know what they're doing, can help you with absolutely anything that you can do in a bank. Absolutely everything. Contact the nearest First State Bank in your area. Get hooked up with them today. I've been banking with them since 2011, and I'm not going anywhere. I love banking with FSB. This is episode 263. This is our state girls tennis show. The last episode featured Abby Stiles, a junior from Cole City who made it to state. This episode, we include even more state qualifiers from the state tournament that was on October 20th through the 22nd. It's a fall sport, but it's a podcast. And the chats never get old. They never lose what they're intended to bring. And these bring the awesomeness of the memories of their accomplishments and how they felt when they happened. You can never get old, sick 
tired of any of that. We hear from Dixons, Grace Ferguson, and Leah Keel. Grace is a sophomore. Leah is a senior. The doubles team went three and two at state. They lost the first round, then won three more that same day, but then lost their first match on Friday. They scored three points for Dixon, which had them tied 35th in the team standings. Then we have representatives from Ottawa. Jenna Smithmeyer is a senior, and her doubles partner, Junior Riley O'Fallon. We also have Coach Steve Johnson. He's already a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, always dropping some knowledge. Jenna and Riley won their first round, then lost their first match in the second round, then won two more, then lost one to finish three and two. Ottawa finished tied for 20th with five points. The doubles team got them four, and singles player Emma Cushing got them one point. Then, to finish off the trifecta of schools and tennis state qualifiers, we have Sycamores, Abby Golimbieski, Elizabeth Kleckner, and Abby Bordage. Abby Golimbieski was single. She went two and two, lost the first round, one, two, and then lost one more to earn Sycamore two points. Elizabeth Kleckner was also single. She went one and two, gaining two points. Abby Bordage, unfortunately, didn't get to play any tennis this year as she suffered an ACL injury. However, she was a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast as well as Abby G. I call them Abby G and Abby B. Abby B was a sectional champ in 2020. This year, she was a student coach helping Coach Rob Majerus with the tennis team, giving her insight, her influence, but unfortunately she could not get on the court. Sycamore as a team tied for 15th in the team state standings with seven points. The Lady Spartans won the Interstate 8. They were sectional champs and qualified six players for state. Definitely pretty impressive. All of these are great chats. We're going to talk some awesome tennis. That's what we do here on Edge of Your Seat Podcast on the Super Tennis Show. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. We have plenty win-lose stat, like I said, all of April. Then we'll get into the postseason. We're going to go through this just to make sure you know what you're looking for, what teams, what players can be excellent in the postseason from what they did in the regular season. So we'll kick it off Monday, April 3rd. Girls soccer, Indian Creek defeated Hinkley Big Rock 8-1. Indian Creek, seven goals in the second half. Emma Wilson had three of them. 
Izzy Turner had two, Audrey Witte had one, and Zoe Beach had the other one. Oregon defeated Rochelle 1-0. Tegan Champley had the goal for Oregon. Byron 7, Duran Pecatonica 0. Boys track at Indian Creek. IMSA won it with a 134. Pecatonica was second, 110.5. Hinkley Big Rock was third with 72. Newark was fourth with a 47.5. Indian Creek took fifth, 43 points. Samanak was sixth with 32. And Earlville had 22 points for seventh place. For Indian Creek, shot put Everett Willis had a first place finish and was second in the disc to his teammate Ben Parno, who won the discus. Second place for Indian Creek in the long jump was Caden Gaston. On the girls' side of things, Newark won with a 115. Earlville was fourth with 48 points. Hinkley Big Rock had 46 points for sixth, and Samanak was seventh. For Indian Creek, Ellie Bend was first in the 200, first in the triple jump, and second in the pole vault. She was second in the pole vault to her partner, Reagan Gibson. And in the 1600, Carolyn Bend won with a 5-minute 52.59 run. On the baseball field, Samanak 6th, Indian Creek 0, Marquette 10, Low Point Washburn 0. For Marquette, they scored 7 runs in the second inning. Tommy Durden was 2 of 4 with 2 runs, 2 RBIs, and a double. The winning pitcher was Taylor Waldron, 4 innings pitched, 2 hits, 2 walks, 10 Ks. Streeter defeated Piatone 7-1. For Streeter, Adam Williamson pitched 7 innings, had 13 Ks. Mo Bacon and Noah Camp were 2-3 of three at the plate for Streeter. LaSalle Peru defeated Caneland 4-3. For LP, Billy Minnie was the winning pitcher, 1 run, 1 earned run. Mason Lynch was 2-3 of three with a double and 2 RBIs. Ottawa 13, Sycamore 1. Sterling fell to Freeport 12-0. Serena defeated Leland 14-0 in 5 innings. For Serena, Bo Rakes, 29 strikes on 35 pitches. 3 shutout innings. Bryce Shannon had 3 hits for Serena. Going to softball, Rochelle 12, Plano 6. For Plano, Taylor Downs 2 of 3 in RBI and two triples. Lindsey Cox for Plano, two of three, three RBI, and a home run. Samanak defeated Indian Creek, four to one. For Indian Creek, Chelsea Hatfield was the losing pitcher in four innings. Ottawa, two, Sycamore, zero. For Ottawa, this was massive. Kendall Lowry, a walk-off two-run homer. Saw the video, it was massive. Sterling 7, DeKalb 0. First Sterling, Sienna Stingley. 3 hits as a batter and 16 Ks as a pitcher. Moving to junior college golf. Kishwaukee was at Illinois College. For the women, Amber Fellows shot a 90, tied for 8th out of 21 golfers. For the men, Garrett Burden tied for 44th with an 85. Moving on to Tuesday, April 4th, baseball, Marquette 12, Roanoke Benson 5. Going to track, boys and girls, Seneca took first in a quad featuring Unity, Argenta, and Clinton. For the girls, 
For the girls, Anna Bruno won the 200 meter, the 400 meter, and the long jump. Evelyn Connor, the 800 and the 1600. Caitlin O'Boyle won the 100 hurdles. Tegan Johnson won the pole vault and the triple jump. The girls' 3200 relay of Ashley Alsvig, Natalie Meisner, Riley Sandberg, and Evelyn O'Connor also had a victory. For the boys in pole vault, Sam Churchill got the W. The 1600 was Chris Pointer, and Nate Sprinkle won the 100 and 300 hurdles. Wednesday, April 5th, softball. LaSalle Peru was in Myrtle Beach, and they started off with a W over Moore Catholic from New York. LaSalle Peru's pitcher, Chloe Mitchell, 10 Ks in a complete game. Marquette beat Low Point Washburn in a doubleheader. Both games, ironically, had a 17-0 score. Mendota fell to Morrison, 12-10. Mendota had eight hits. Katie Jenner and Madeline Becker both had a single and a double. Girls soccer, Dixon 1, Genoa Kingston 0. On the track, Geneseo boys won the Dixon Open. Baseball, Caneland 14, LaSalle Peru 4 in 5 innings. Ottawa 10, Sycamore 7. Geneseo defeated Hall 12-5. For Geneseo, Caleb Craterfield was the winning pitcher. A.J. Weller had three hits on the plate. Marquette 13, Evergreen 2. Newman defeated Forreston 16-3. For Newman, Nolan Britt pitched 3.1 innings, allowing one hit, one earned run, while striking out five. AFC defeated Amboy 12-6. AFC scored eight runs in the bottom of the fifth. For Amboy, Quinn Luffelman had a single, a double, and two RBI, while Landon Welchel stole three bases. Thursday, April 6th, softball. Oregon 15, Rockford Lutheran 0 in five innings. Sterling 4, United Township 3. Serena suffered a 5-2 loss to St. Francis. St. Bede defeated Mendota 4-0. For St. Bede, Reagan Stout. Allowed two hits and a complete game shutout. LaSalle Peru defeated Russell High School in Ohio as they are still at Myrtle Beach on April 6th. LP won 14-8. Then LaSalle Peru defeated United from Ohio 7-1. Ottawa 11, Plano 1. For Plano, Alyssa Dubisky was 2-0 at the plate and also pitched a complete game. Boys track at Pecatonica. Pecatonica won their event with a score of 140. South Beloit was second with a 66. Indian Creek was third with 53 out of five teams. For Indian Creek, Angel Munarez won the 400 with a 1 minute 6.83 run. Everett Willis won the shot and discus and was second in the high jump. Girls track, Low Point Washburn won. With 200, Indian Creek had 59 points for second in the five-team event at Pecatonica. For Indian Creek, Carolyn Bend won the 800 with a 2-minute 35.48 second run. And Cheyenne Fay was second in the 300 hurdles, 58.07 seconds. The baseball field, Amboy 17, AFC 10. Amboy scored seven runs in the bottom of the second. Landon Welchel and... Tucker Lindenmeyer had three hits apiece. Amboy had 12 as a team in the entire game. 
St. Bede 9, Mendota 4. St. Bede scored three runs in each of the last three innings, the 6th, 7th, and 8th, as we were in extra innings. For Mendota, they had eight hits. Braden Freeman had two singles and a double. Rock Falls 12, Winnebago 0. Newark crushed Earlville 21-0. Indian Creek 10, Parkview Christian 0 in five innings. Newman 6, Burrow Valley 1. For the Comets, Kyle Wolf pitched five innings, allowing one earned run and striking out six. Nolan Britt at the plate, three hits, two RBI. Genoa Kingston fell to Rockford Christian 15-5. Seneca knocked off Henry Sinanchuan 5-2. For Seneca, Paxton Gertz was 2-4 at the plate with one run and three RBI. Sycamore 7, Ottawa 3. For Ottawa, Ryan Chamberlain, three RBI and a home run. Serena fell to Aurora Central Catholic 8-1. And Plano lost to Wilmington 10-0. Anwan Weathersfield beat Knoxville 5-4. Putnam County defeated Dwight 7-1. Byron won against Rock Falls 18-5. As Braden Smith was 2-4, had four RBIs. And then on the mound, pitched four two-thirds innings with nine Ks and got the win for Byron. Hall defeated Princeton 10-1. The winning pitcher for Hall was Peyton Dye as he had 10 strikeouts in six innings. Juco Baseball, Kishwaukee College beat IVCC 4-3. Moving to the soccer field, girls soccer, Mendota 7, Depew Hall 0. Five of those goals for Mendota were scored by Crystal Garcia, and the other two were assisted by Crystal Garcia. Indian Creek 5, Rochelle 1. For Indian Creek, Emma and Izzy Turner had two goals apiece. Emma Wilson had the fifth one. Oregon 1, Stillman Valley 0. Kenna Wabena had the goal and Alyssa Maori the assist for Oregon. Sarah Eckert had 16 saves in the goal for Oregon as well. Byron 4, Rockford Christian 0. Streeter 3, Lyle 2. Saturday, April 8th, we'll start with some track. There was a five-team boys meet at Stillman Valley. Stillman Valley won with 178. Indian Creek was fourth with a 29. On the girls' side, Stillman Valley won again with a 144. And Indian Creek was fourth once again with 26 points. At the Mendota Don Gooden, El Paso Gridley won both the boys and the girls. For the boys, El Paso Gridley won with 154.5. Kiwani was second with a 109. Burrow Valley third with a 78.5. With 67 points, Byron was fourth. Princeton fifth with 65. Amboy Lamoille was sixth with 45.5. Anwan Weathersfield had 41 points for seventh. Fieldcrest had 24.5 points for tenth. Hinkley Big Rock had 23 for eleventh. Mendota came in 12th with 17.5 points. With 7 points, Samanak was 13th, and Hall had 4 points for 14th place. On the girls' side of things, El Paso Gridley won with 93. Princeton had 91 for 2nd. Anwan Weathersfield scored 81.75 points for 3rd. Burrow Valley was 4th with 74.5. Sandwich had 60.75 for 6th. For 7th place was Amboy Lamoille with 55. 8th place was Fieldcrest with 47 points. 
Kiwani was 9th place with 46 points. Byron had 33 points for 10th. Hall was 11th with 27.75. Samanak scored 2 points for 12th place. And Hinkley Big Rocks, 1 point, gave them 14th place. Girls Soccer, Indian Creek 4, Oregon 1. For Indian Creek, Emma Wilson and Emma Turner had two points, two goals each. We're doing goals in soccer, not points. Softball, Amboy, seven, Indian Creek, six. For Indian Creek, Every Bone had two runs, one hit, and one walk. Baseball, Amboy lost to River Ridge, four to three. Amboy scored three runs in the third and had the early lead. That's the first week of April. Let's take a quick break. Hear from our sponsor. This portion of Win Lose Stat is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff and general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for the last eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And we're back with Win Lose Stat Monday, April 10th. Starting off with the softball field, LaSalle Prue 6, Sandwich 2. Sterling fell to Marengo 13 5. Genoa Kingston defeated Dixon 8 5. Marquette 14, Fieldcrest 0. Ottawa 11, Caneland 3. Indian Creek beat Earlville 13 2. For Indian Creek, Madison Bogle, three runs, three hits, two RBI. Matea Valley knocked off DeKalb, three to one. Junior College Softball, Kishwaukee beat Sauk Valley in a doubleheader, 10-2, and in the second game, 5-2. Girls Soccer, Indian Creek, seven, Princeton, zero. Emma Turner had three goals for Indian Creek. Morris, three, Plano, zero. Sterling fell to Quincy, 12-0. Mendota defeated Monmouth Roseville 1-0, and Oregon and Hinkley Big Rock played to a 1-1 tie. Baseball field, Ottawa 13, Plano 4, Byron 4, Rock Falls 1, Indian Creek crushed Earlville 21-0, 4 Indian Creek, Jeff Probst 3-3, three 5 RBI, and 3 runs. Sterling beat Wilmington 11-6, Sycamore knocked off LaSalle Peru 9-3. Roanoke Benson lost to IVC 9-4. Genoa Kingston was defeated by Rockford Christian 11-8. Rochelle 7, Sandwich 4. Dixon skunked Winnebago 13-0. 
Barrow Valley beat Amboy 8-2. Boys track the Craig Faulkner relays at Fulton. Lena Winslow was the winner with a 78. Amboy Lamoille was 6th with 42 points. And with 10 points, Newman was 10th. For Amboy, Ian Sundberg took 2nd in the discus. And Ed Fry was 2nd in the triple jump. Girls track at the Burrow Valley invite. Stark County was the winner with a 139. Burrow Valley was 2nd with 133 points. Amboy Lamoille had 75 points for 4th. St. Bede was 5th with 66 points, and Putnam County was 6th with 2 points. Amboy had 4 first place finishes, as Ellie Jones had 3 of those in the 100 hurdles, the 300 hurdles, and the triple jump, and Jillian Anderson won the high jump. Tuesday, April 11th, girls soccer, LaSalle Peru 4, Indian Creek 2. It was Indian Creek's first loss of the season. Oregon 2, Winnebago 1. Streeter beat Ottawa. Mendota defeated Princeton 3-0. Crystal Garcia had two of those goals for the Lady Trojans. Softball, Indian Creek 13, Earlville 1. Kiwani skunked Princeton 10-0. For Kiwani, Mackenzie Stans, three hits, two home runs. Streeter defeated Wilmington, and Genoa Kingston knocked off Oregon 14-1. Going to the baseball field, Indian Creek Beat Earlville 15-2. Byron 8. North Boone 6. Hall beat Mendota 15-5. Streeter knocked off Wilmington 8-5. DeKalb lost to Matea Valley 10-6. Streeter got a victory over Wilmington. Stillman Valley skunked Genoa Kingston 15-0. And Amboy fell to Forreston 9-8. Boys track at Princeton the Howard Monier invite. Kiwani won it. Burrow Valley was second. Princeton third. LaSalle Peru was fourth. In a triangular, Streeters, boys and girls track beat Wilmington and Marquette. Wednesday, April 12th, on the baseball field, Newark defeat Indian Creek 8-4. And on the softball field, Newark beat Indian Creek 13-4. Moving on to Thursday, April 13th, girls soccer, Mendota beat Plano 2-0. Crystal Garcia and Emily Stewart had the two goals for Mendota. Streeter won, Mantino 0. The Streeter goal was from Bella Dean. Byron 7, Princeton 0. And Geneseo got a victory over Dunlap 2-1. Baseball, Hall skunked Mendota. I like the word skunk today. We'll just keep using that. Hall skunked Mendota 10-0. Geneseo 9, Tri-Valley 2 Stillman Valley beat Genoa Kingston 14-4. In a close one, Henry Snatchewan beat Marquette 5-3. For Henry, Lane Kiswetter pitched 6.1 innings, so that's one out of a three-out inning, and 12 Ks. Struck out 12. Throwing some heat. Ottawa lost 13-12. Streeter defeated Rock Island 5-4. Rock Falls picked up a 14-4 victory over Anawan Weathersfield. Seneca beat Putnam County 10-3. And Plano lost to Gardner South Wilmington 6-5. St. Bede got a victory over Newman 5-3. Lots of wins, lots of losses. The baseball season, although quick, it goes fast and furious.
Same thing with softball as Mendota knocked off Hall 20-5. Mendota had 16 hits in the contest. Marquette 14, Henry Sinatuan 1, Kiwani 9, Princeton 2. Geneseo got a victory over Rock Island 4-1. Track and field at the Rock Falls Triangular. On the boys' side of things, Rock Falls won with a 113, Mendota was second with 34, and Fulton third with 33. Girls' side of things, Fulton won with a 90, Rock Falls was second with an 89, and Mendota was third with three points. Girls' track at Amboy, Forreston won with a 77.5, Amboy Lamoille was second with 64.5, Burrow Valley third was 64.5, so they tied for second, actually. Not a second and third. Amboy Lamoille and Burrow Valley tied for third. And fifth was Hinkley Big Rock with four points. For the boys at Amboy, Burrow Valley, 94.5. Second was Amboy Lamoille with 79. And Hinkley Big Rock was fourth with 27.5. Friday, April 14th, baseball field, Indian Creek six. Newark 5. Serena beat Hiawatha 9-2. For Serena, Hunter Stanton had a double, a home run, and 3 RBI. Softball, Newark beat Indian Creek 9-1. Moving on, Saturday, April 15th, boys track and field at Seneca. Indian Creek was 20th, scoring 3 points, and Genoa Kingston was 12th. Sticking with track, and we'll stick with the boys for now, but we will have a girl side of things to this one, the Raleigh Morris in Spring Valley. Streeter was victorious with a 140. Burrow Valley was third with 94. Stillman Valley was fourth with an 84. Amboy Lamoille had 80.5 points for fifth. Fieldcrest had 32 points for seventh. Mendota had 30 for eighth place. Hall was ninth place with 19 points. Putnam County took 10th with 15, Samanac was 11th with 14.5 points, and coming in 12th was Newark with 13 points, and St. Bede was 13th with 7 points. Moving on to girls track at Seneca, Indian Creek was 6th with 44, and Genoa Kingston was 8th. And the Raleigh Morris girls side of things, Princeton was the winner with 100 points. Amboy was third with 77. Burrow Valley fourth with 75. Two-point difference. That was the difference between third and fourth. Coming in fifth was Streeter with 62. A one-point difference as Newark was seventh with 61. Stillman Valley was eighth with 51.5. Coming in tenth was Hall with 43. Fieldcrest 11th with 41 points. St. Bede 12th with 32.5. With one point was Mendota at 13th, and coming in 14th was Samanac with half a point. At the Rock Island ABC meet, Moline was the winner with a 246.5. Second was Geneseo with a 230, and third was Sterling with a 211. Girls soccer at the Genoa Kingston tournament, Indian Creek was your champion as they beat Westminster Christian 3-0. Indian Creek then beat Mendota 2-1 on a penalty kick after a 1-1 tie. And then in the championship game, Indian Creek knocked off Geneseo 2-0. On their route to the championship, Geneseo beat Hinkley Big Rock 2-1 and Pecatonica 
5-0. Mendota's trip as they won the third place game, defeating Hinkley Big Rock 2-0. Mendota also beat Westminster Christian 1-0 in the tournament. Softball, Indian Creek had a doubleheader, defeating South Beloit 7-3 and then Scales Mound 6-3. Oregon beat Mendota 22-7. LaSalle Peru fell to Crystal Lake South 5-1 in the Woodstock tournament. But they also got a victory, defeating Ottawa 6-0 as Chloe Mitchell had 10 Ks in the circle. On the baseball field, DeKalb 15, Indian Creek 0. Streeter defeated Washington by one run, 4-3. In a doubleheader, Marquette 6-2 and 9-4 for two victories over Yorkville Christian. Caneland 12, Ottawa 9. Anawan Weathersfield 10, Ridgewood 1. Seneca 9, Samanac 5. St. Bede put a 10 spot on Roanoke Benson, 15-5. Geneseo 1, Galesburg 0. Amboy lost to Lena Winslow, 16-6. We're sliding through this win-lose stat. That's another week down. Means we have to hear from another sponsor of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This time, Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. Believe it or not, sunny, beautiful weather is just around the corner. This means you want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching somebody else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Back to win-lose stat, Monday, April 17th, Sterling Softball got a 12-2 win over Rock Island. Tuesday, April 18th, Softball Field will stay right there. Polo 5, Amboy 4, Indian Creek 3, Rochelle 1, for Indian Creek, Madison Bogle, three hits, two runs. Ottawa lost to Joliet Catholic Academy, 10-6. Marquette snuck by Seneca, 1-0. LaSalle Peru did the same thing to Canelan, 4-3. Chloe Mitchell, 10 Ks in a complete game. Stillman Valley put a 10 spot on Genoa Kingston, 11-1. For GK, the solo run was on a Lizzie Davis home run. Streeter fell to Cole City 14-4. Newman blew out Hall 22-0. Baseball, Amboy 10, Polo 0 in 6 innings. For Amboy, 4 runs in the 4th and 4 runs in the 6th. Henry Sinanchuan put a 10 spot on Midland 13-3. Indian Creek had 2 games, a doubleheader, as IC beat Leland 6-1 and 3-2. Marquette 7, Seneca 2, Hall defeated Sterling 6-3, Geneseo beat Rock Ridge 9-7, Byron shut out Stillman Valley 3-0, 
Kalen beat Ottawa by three, 12 to nine. Putnam County, 16. Roanoke Benson, nine. As Putnam County, the Panthers, had 23 hits. Boys track in a triangular. Sterling won it with a 262. Sandwich was second with 134. And with 127 points, Rochelle was third. Genoa Kingston boys and girls won a seven-team invite at Genoa Kingston. For the boys, Genoa Kingston was first, Stillman Valley second, Hinkley Big Rock third. For the girls, Genoa Kingston was first, Stillman Valley second, and Hinkley Big Rock fourth. Girls track at Fulton, the Lady Steamer invite. Clinton won with a 98. Amboy Lamoille was fifth with 53. Newman was 10th with 10 points. In a duel, Geneseo outscored Kiwani 99 to 87. In a girls triangular, Sterling defeated Rochelle and Sandwich. Sterling had 177, Rochelle 159, and Sandwich 148. Girls soccer, Oregon 1, Byron 0. Streeter 1, Piatone 0. Going to the tennis court, I think for the first time in this win-lose stat, Ottawa 5, Kamelin 0. Wednesday, April 19th, baseball field, Ottawa recorded a 11-5 win. Marquette beat Seneca 8-6. St. Bede 6. Bloomington Central Catholic 0. Henry Sinanchuan defeated Williamsfield 5-2. And Newman got a 15-0 victory over Erie Prophetstown. Softball, Morris 5, Sycamore 2. And Ottawa 15, Rochelle 0. Thursday, April 20th, on the softball field, Newark 3, Newman 2. Girls soccer, Oregon fell to North Boone 3-2. Baseball field, Seneca lost to Cole City 10-6. In junior college esports, the first postseason was the 2020-2021 school year, so this would be the third one. And Kishwaukee was making some noise. Antonio Suarez finished 15th nationally in the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, where he went 4-2. He also made it to the semifinals, national semifinals, in Mario Kart 8. Katrina Ingalls, a freshman from Sycamore, and Aaron Olson, a senior from DeKalb, made it to the semifinals in Call of Duty Gunfight. So semifinals, you're right there. Suarez and the tag team of Inglis and Olsen were one game away, one win from the national championship. Yee, that's some gaming. That's some gaming. Friday, April 21st, baseball in a doubleheader. Indian Creek beat Hiawatha 4-3 and 15-2. Amboy knocked out Polo 10-1. Amboy had five runs in the first inning. Juco softball, Kishwaukee beat Carl Sandberg 9-0. And then Kishwaukee lost 9-6 in the second game of the doubleheader. Softball, a doubleheader. Indian Creek beat Hiawatha 19-1 and 13-0. Polo knocked off Amboy 4-3. Girls track in Oregon, the Landers Loomis invite. Rockford Auburn won it with a 107. Oregon was second with a 95. Indian Creek had 61 points for third. Amboy Lamoyle had 57 points for fifth. 
Rochelle came in sixth with 51. Genoa Kingston eighth with 34. And Hall with 21 points was ninth. Saturday, April 22nd. Softball, Yorkville beat Bradley Bourbonnet 5-4. LaSalle Peru picked up a 7-1 victory over Cole City. Girls soccer at Byron in a round-robin tournament. Indian Creek was first, won another tournament, and Byron was second. For Indian Creek, they beat, they tied, they did not beat, they tied Byron 1-1. Went on to knock off Rock Island 3-1 and LaSalle Peru 3-0. For Byron, after the tie with Indian Creek, they tied LaSalle Peru 1-1 and then beat Rock Island 1-0. Baseball, Byron 10, Richmond Burton 5. Genoa Kingston 15, Belvedere 4. For GK, Eddie Ibera went 3-4 with 3 RBI. Moving on to Monday, April 24th. Boys track the Burrow Valley Invitational. The Storm won with a 139. Amboy Lamoille was third with a 112. Mendota fourth with a 79. St. Bede had 42 points for fifth. And Marquette with 30 points was sixth. Also in boys track at Indian Creek. Yorkville Christian won it with a 128. Newark was third with a 106. Samanac fourth with a 43. Indian Creek fifth with a 42. As Indian Creek's Ben Parnell won the discus. Girls track at Indian Creek. That's where the boys one was as well. The girls won it with a 130. Newark was second with a 126. Samanac third, 62. Earlville with 40 points was fourth. Yorkville Christian was fifth with a 26. Girls soccer. Genoa Kingston six, Pecatonica zero. Oregon two, Sterling zero. Princeton knocked off Depew Hall, 6-3. As Mariah Hobson scored her 107th career goal, breaking, setting the school record. Byron 7, Rockford Lutheran 0. And Juco Baseball, Kishwaukee 6, Sauk 5. And then in the doubleheader, Sauk Valley Community College defeat Kishwaukee 9-2. High School Softball, Indian Creek lost Dakota 12-5. Princeton beat Burrow Valley 5-3. LaSalle Peru scored Three runs in the bottom of the seventh to beat Sycamore 4-3. Talk about putting your rally caps on. Kiwani knocked off St. Bede 4-3. And in boys tennis, Sterling beat Galesburg 5-0. Tuesday, April 25th, on the baseball field, Geneseo lost to Rock Island 4-3. Amboy beat Earlville 8-5. Marquette got a victory over Woodland 16-0. Anwan Weathersfield defeated Ebbington 13-7. Putnam County and Henry Sinanchuan in a pitcher's duel, but the Panthers came out on top 2-0 as Jackson McDonald threw 16 strikeouts. Seneca 3, Midland 2, Morris 15, Ottawa 4. Moving to softball, Sterling 12, Quincy 2. Girls track in a duel. Sterling defeated Rock Falls 95-46. Boys Tennis, Dixon 4, Mendota 1. Girls Soccer, Mendota lost to Winnebago 3-0. Byron beat Genoa Kingston 4-0. Indian Creek beat Rockford Auburn 7-0. And Dixon knocked off Oregon 2-0. Wednesday, April 26th, almost to the end of April, just a couple days left. Girls Soccer, Indian Creek 1, Morris 0. Emma Turner with the 
lone goal for Indian Creek. Baseball, Serena 10, Indian Creek 5, and softball, Serena got another victory over Indian Creek 10-0. Juco softball, Kishwaukee took a doubleheader over Lake County 10-1 and 3-1. Thursday, April 27th, baseball, Amboy 11, Eastland 5. For Amboy, Tucker Lindenmeyer was the winning pitcher. Newman 8, Mendota 4. Softball, Newman beat Mendota again 14-3. Girls soccer, Mendota got a victory over Stillman Valley 3-1 as Crystal Garcia scored all three goals. Boys tennis, Princeton knocked off Mendota 5-0. Friday, April 28th, girls soccer, Oregon 5, Princeton 0. Going to the track, boys edition, Oregon Hawk Classic, Winnebago won it all with a 69. Newman was 10th with 21.5. Hinkley Big Rock was 11th with a 21. Tied at 12th was Byron and Rochelle with 18. Tied for 16th was Amboy Lamoille and Oregon with 14. And Indian Creek scored three points. Also boys track, Streeter won an event with 185 points. Mendota was second with 143. LaSalle Peru was third with 131. Newark was fourth with 74. And Hall was fifth with 73. The girls' side of things, this wasn't a Mendota event, a co-ed event. The girls, LaSalle Peru won 186. Hall was second, 112. Newark was third with 102. Mendota was fourth with 85. And scoring 82 points, Streeter was fifth. Saturday, April 29th, baseball. Mendota lost to Orion 12-3. Amboy beat Pearl City 11-8 in eight innings. On the softball field, Mendota lost to Orion 14-4. And the last score of win-lose stat for the regular season for the spring calendar. Girls soccer, Mendota fell to Orion 1-0. Let's hear a word from Surf Internet and then we will break down some playoffs. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Postseason! We got girls soccer and girls track and field. We'll start with the soccer. Regional quarterfinals were May 5th and 6th. The semifinals were 9th and 10th. And the regional championships the 10th, 11th, and 12th. A lot of the regionals were played today or are playing right now. So we might have to get back to a couple of them. But we'll start with the Hinkley Big Rock sectional, subsectional A. If you do not know how these are broken down, they are put into groups, teams sent to a sectional, and then they split them in half, a subsection A, a subsection B, and then they will meet for a sectional championship after going through the regional ranks and sectional semifinals. So, 
Regional quarterfinals at the Hinkley Big Rock sectional sub A. Hinkley Big Rock was a sixth seed, beat the number seven Marengo seven to three. In semifinals, the top seeded Indian Creek defeated number six Hinkley Big Rock eight to one. In another semifinal, Oregon knocked off Genoa Kingston 3-1. Stillman Valley, a two-seed, beat Rockford Christian 8-0. This sets up championships for Friday, 4.30 p.m. Indian Creek versus Oregon in the Indian Creek Regional. And then in the Stillman Valley Regional, Saturday, 10 a.m., that's tomorrow, Stillman Valley will meet Winnebago for a regional championship. In the subsection B of the Hinkley Big Rock sectional. In a semifinal, Byron beat number nine, South Beloit, 10 to zero. At the Mendota Regional, two semifinals. In the first one, number nine, Depew Hall, lost to the two seed, Alleman, 8-0. Mendota got a victory over Princeton as the Lady Trojans were the three seed and the Tigresses the eight seed, Mendota winning three to zero. Both regional championships Played on Friday, today, at 4.30 p.m. In the Byron Regional, Byron will go against Rockford Christian. And then at the Mendota Regional, Mendota will play Alleman. Class 2A Dunlap, subsectional A, will start next week. Ottawa will take on Metamora in a regional, and Streeter will take on Morris. In the 2A Dunlap, subsection B, LaSalle Peru will play Washington in a semifinal. And Geneseo will play Limestone in a semifinal. In the 2A Nazareth Academy subsection A, Plano will go against IMSA in a quarterfinal Saturday, May 13th. That is tomorrow. And then in a semifinal, Caneland will go against Chicago Back of the Yards. I kind of like that school name, Back of the Yards. Okay. Caneland will play Chicago Back of the Yards. May 16th at 5 p.m. in the St. Francis Regional. So lots of soccer to be played is what that means. Plus, there's the 2A Burlington Central Catholic subsection A where Dixon will play Belvedere in a semifinal of the Boylan Regional. And then at the 2A Burlington Central Catholic subsection B, Sycamore will play Prairie Ridge in a semifinal. Sterling takes on Freeport and Rochelle will play Belvedere North. In 3A, the Harlem subsection B, DeKalb is 11 seed against number six, Hananiga. And in the Aurora East subsection A, Yorkville will play Romeoville in a quarterfinal today. That's soccer. It's coming at you quick. We got regional championships already being played. There's going to be more tomorrow. And then we're already going to be in sectional mode this next week. I told you, time is a flying. Girls track sectionals will start with 1A, the El Paso Gridley. It was Thursday, yesterday, May 11th. El Paso Gridley was the sectional champ, scoring 113. They were the only local school. So all of these athletes that I'm about to talk about, discuss, share their amazingness, it's all from El Paso Gridley at the El Paso Gridley sectional. Being that this is a sectional, that means they're all going to state. In the 200, the winner was sophomore Aubrey Phillips with a 26.92. In the 1600, taking second advancing to state was freshman Carolyn Wheatson 
with a 5 minute 32.83 second run. In the 100 hurdle, taking second was freshman Kaylee Cogdale with a 17 second flat run. 400 relay, Kaylee Cogdale, Abriel Smith, Reese Deckard, and Aubrey Phillips ran a 51.39 to win it all. That same group, the same four names that I just said, won the 800 relay in 1 minute 49.34 seconds. The 1600 relay finishing second was Carolyn Wheatson, Abriel Smith, Kira Stroller, and Piper Zimmerman with a 4 minute 18.85 second run. 3200 relay, again, Wheatson, Sophie Hinthorn, Piper Zimmerman, and Nellie Melik with a 10 minute 13.51 run. In the high jump, Aubrey Phillips was victorious once again with a 5 foot 4 inch jump. In the pole vault, Lizzie Uphoff won it with a 10 foot 0.07 inch vault. And in the long jump, finishing second was Abriel Smith with 16 feet 1 inch. Wednesday, May 10th was the 1A Erie sectional. Sherrard was the sectional champ with a 113. St. Bede came in second with 62. Indian Creek was fifth with 52. Amboy Lamoille scored 24.5 points for eighth. Burrow Valley had 21 points for 11th. Hall scored 11 points for 13th. Newman was tied for 14th with 10 points. And Marquette's eight points finished them in 16th. The 100 finishing third, St. Bede senior Anna Lopez, 12.94 seconds. In the 1600 and 3200 senior from Indian Creek, Jolie Larson was victorious. In the 1600, she ran a 5 minute 42.94 second run. And in the 3200, she finished in 12 minutes 52.42 seconds. 100 hurdles saw junior from Amboy Ellie Jones with a 16.47. Finishing second, also advancing, was St. Bede senior Macy Zeglis. 17.14. 300 hurdles. Freshman Lily Bosnich from St. Bede won it with a 48.80. 400 relay. St. Bede once again sending more state qualifiers. Sierra Shaver, Anna Lopez, Emerald De La Torre, Lily Bosnich. 50.3 seconds. St. Bede also won the 800 relay behind Lopez, Shaver, De La Torre, and Bosnich with a 1 minute 48.15. The high jump, Burrow Valley senior Jillian Holsing, 4 foot 8 inches. In the pole vault, junior Reagan Gibson from Indian Creek, 12 foot 0.5 inches. Finishing fourth was Indian Creek sophomore Ellie Bend, 10 foot 0.07 inches. In the triple jump, Anna Lopez, 37.3, took second. And Ellie Jones, the junior from Amboy, was fourth with 33.4. All of them going to state. 1A Farmington sectional was Wednesday, May 10th. Eureka won it with a 117. Henry Sinanchuan was second with 66 points. Anwan Weathersfield scored 43 points for fourth. And Fieldcrest was 13th with 12 points. In the 100, finishing second, freshman Danielle Bumber from Henry Sinanchuan with a 1264. Bumber also finished second in the 200, 25.92 and won the 400, 57.5 seconds. In the 800 was Anwan Weathersfield Jr., Kennedy Anderson, taken second, 2 minutes, 22.38 seconds. 
Anderson also qualified in the 1600 and the 3200. In the 1600, she was third with 5 minutes, 24.01 seconds, and she was second in the 3200, 11 minutes, 40.76 seconds. 300 hurdles, Macy Gokenauer from Fieldcrest won it with a 48.71. 400 relay, taking second from Henry Sinanchuan was Allison Mitchell, Taylor and Michaela Frawley, and Danielle Bummer. 50.89 seconds. Finishing six was Anwan Weathersfields, Clara Bella Van Opdorp, Tyra Jones, Raquel Young, and Kaylee Sellis with a 52.04. 1600 relay taking third was Anwan Weathersfield, Sellis, Danielle Johnson, Van Opdorp, and Kennedy Anderson. Four minutes, 17.53 seconds. The 3200 relay taking sixth, Anwan Weathersfield, Paige Sirens. Ava Landwehr, Cameron Anderson, and Danielle Johnson, 10 minutes, 29.28 seconds. Shot put, advancing to state, Henry Sinanchuan Sr. Lanny Lester, 40.45 feet. Then she did it again, qualifying in the discus with a 132.7. In the long jump, Henry Sinanchuan freshman Taylor Frawley with a 16.4. The Class 1A Seneca sectional was Thursday, May 11th. That was yesterday. Seneca won it with a 170.5. The Seneca sectional champions. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. It was cool, though, I guess. Yeah, oh, no, I was, for sure. Newark was second with a 96, and Yorkville Christian scored 1.415. In the 100, Newark's. Junior Kira Wessa, you'll hear that name a lot, with a 12.57 second run. Taking second was freshman Lilla Coleman from Seneca, 13.5. The 200, taking second was Newark Junior Brooklyn Hedberg, 27.31. 400, the winner, Newark sophomore Edison Ness, with a 1 minute, 1.9 second run. In the 800, Winning it was sophomore Evelyn Connor from Seneca, 2 minutes, 21.1 second. In the 100 hurdles, Kara Wessa from Newark was the winner. Seneca freshman Lily Pfeiffer took second. 15.55 for Kiara, 17.97 for Lily. In the 300 hurdles, again, we got a first and a second. Kara Wessa from Newark with 46.25 was the winner. Caitlin O'Boyle from Seneca was second with 46.26. The 400 relay, Seneca and Newark were first and second. Seneca ran a 50.14 behind Caitlin O'Boyle, Tegan Johnson, Anna Bruno, and Lily Coleman. Newark was second with a 52.45. Edison Ness, Madison Sittler, Isabella Kreps, and Brooklyn Hedeberg. The 800 relay, also Seneca and Newark, finishing one and two. Seneca was in one minute, 44.67, behind O'Boyle, Clara Bruno, Anna Bruno, and Coleman. Newark was second, behind Ness, Sittler, Kreps, and Hedeberg at one minute, 49.64 seconds. The 1600 relay, once again, Seneca first, Newark second. For Seneca, Clara Bruno, Coleman, Evelyn O'Connor, and Anna Bruno, 4 minutes, 2.8 seconds. Newark behind Sittler, Tess Carlson, Hedeberg, and Ness. 4 minutes, 18.88. The 3200 had Seneca winning with Clara Bruno, 
Riley Sundberg, Gracie Steffi, Evelyn O'Connor, 10 minutes, 2.78 seconds. The shot put Seneca had two juniors take first and second as Gabby Maxwell was the winner, 32-4, and Faith Baker was second, 31-3. Then for discus, they just did a little switcheroonie as Faith Baker was first and Gabby Maxwell was second. Faith threw a 108, Gabby a 102 in the disc. High jump, Kara Wessa from Newark with a 5-4. In the pole vault, Tegan Johnson from Seneca was first, and Addison Stiegler from Seneca was third. Tegan had an 11-7, and Addison had a 9.05. In the long jump, Anna Bruno, a senior from Seneca, 17-9 was the winner, and Tegan Johnson took the triple jump for Seneca, 34-6. The Class 1A Winnebago sectional with Hinkley Big Rock, Oregon, and Byron is taking place right now. On Friday, May 12th. Class 2A Galesburg sectional. Thursday, May 11th. Peoria Richwoods was the winner with a 120. Geneseo second with a 103. Princeton was seventh with a 29. And Kiwani was 15th with two points. In the 100 wheelchair. Finishing first, Kiwani senior McKenna Reed with a 46-40. McKenna Reed also took first in the 200 wheelchair. 1 minute, 43.33 seconds. 400. Finishing third was Princeton freshman Cameron Driscoll, 59.52. In the 800, finishing second was senior from Geneseo, Jade Flowers, 2 minutes, 30.08 seconds. Also advancing to state in the 300 hurdle, Annie Worth and Phoebe Shoemaker, from Geneseo as Annie was first with a 45.50 and Phoebe was second with a 45.74. The 400 relay, the 800 relay, the 1600 relay all saw Geneseo advance. Second in the 400 relay, second in the 800, and first in the 1600. The 400 relay team was Addison Pischke, Taylor and Sierra Kruger, and Phoebe Shoemaker. The 800 was Pischke, Alexa Jolly, Taylor, and Sierra Kruger. While the 1600 team was Pischke, Taylor Kruger, Annie Worth, and Shoemaker. Shot put, finishing second was Princeton's Morgan Foes with the 36-8. And then finishing fifth was Geneseo's junior, Olivia Marshall, with a 36-4. In the discus, Marshall and Foes just did a little swappy as Marshall was first with a 125, and Foes was second with a 119.8. In the disc wheelchair, McKenna Reed, the senior from Kiwani, won it with a 16.7. In the high jump, Geneseo senior Annie Worth had a 5.5 to win it, and Kiwani senior Larissa Mayer, Mayer, I think I added an N there, Mayer, not Mayer, 5 foot 0.5 inches. In the pole vault, finishing second and third was Geneseo junior Jonna Showmaker and freshman Jocelyn Shekowitz. They both had 10 feet 2 inches. In the long jump, Worth was second with an 18-2. The 2A Kankakee sectional, Wednesday, May 10th. Kankakee was the winner with a 140. Morris, 8th with a 24. Tied for ninth was LaSalle, Peru, and Streeter with 14 points, and Ottawa's 13 points gave the Pirates, the Lady Pirates, 
11th. The 100 hurdles taking second was LP sophomore Ellie Sines with a 16.29. And in the 300 hurdles advancing was Streeter senior Abby Pierce with a 47.77. The 2A Sterling sectional on Thursday, May 11th saw just about every event have a state qualifier from our area. Winning it was Burlington Central Catholic with a 112. Sterling was second with an 82. Tying for fourth was Plano and Sandwich with a 39. Seventh was Rock Falls with a 36. Genoa Kingston was ninth with a 33. Dixon 10th with a 30. Sycamore 12th with a 26. And Rochelle had five points for 13th place. In the 100, we had three state qualifiers. Plano Senior Armani Clay won it with a 12.39. Genoa Kingston senior Ellie Logston with a 12.49 was second. And Sycamore sophomore Alyssa Stacy was fourth with a 12.70. And the 200 Logston from Genoa Kingston won it with a 26.09. And Clay from Plano was second with a 26.05. The 400 Logston was second with a 57.78. The 800 Dixon senior Hannah Steinmeier was victorious with 2 minutes 19.6 seconds. The 1600 was sandwich freshman Sundura Weber with a 5 minute 4.01 second run. Weber also won the 3200 10 minutes 39.72 seconds. Ariel Hernandez from Rock Falls, a sophomore, was second 11 minutes 42.18 finishing second in the 100 hurdles was Sterling Jr. Anna Olvis, 17-15. 300 hurdles taking second was freshman Anessa Johnson from Sterling with a 49-16. 400 relay, 800 relay, 1600 relay, all saw Sterling advance. 400 relay, finishing fourth, Alice Sotelo, Cadence Weeks, Anna Oles, Ty Liberty. 800 relay, Sotella, Olivia Gibson, Oles, and Liberty. And in the 1600 relay, taking second was Delala Block, Riley Wade, Sotella, and Weeks. Don't think I said it, but in the 800 relay, Sterling was victorious. So Sterling takes fourth in the 400, wins the 800, and second in the 1600. And fourth in the 3200, Dixon was the winner. Sterling took fourth. Dixon, Hannah Steinmeier, Kate Nipple, Kate Boss, and Danielle Lovett. And then Sterling's Riley Wade, Connie Abera, Delilah Block, and Kylie Nicholas were fourth in the 3200. Shot put, advancing, taking second, Sandwich Senior Claire Allen with a 47. Finishing third was Kate Rosie from Sterling with a 35-foot, 9-inch heave. In the discus, Allen from Sandwich, 140 that's 140 feet, three inches was the winner. Rosie was third with a 118.5. Kayla Hackbreath, a freshman from Rock Falls, threw a 113.1. And then taking fifth was junior Olivia Cox from Dixon with a 111.3. The high jump, Carissa Carlson from Sycamore was second with a five foot, 0.05 inch. And then in pole vault, we had three advancers, taking second with senior Marley May from Sycamore, third with senior Sasha Helfgott Waters from Plano, taking fourth with Sterling's Finley Ryan. And the triple jump, winning it, 
was Alice Sotella, senior from Sterling, with a 37-2. Told you, Sterling had some winners. Or advancers. 3A, Matea Valley Sectional. This would be DeKalb. DeKalb had five events advanced to state. The 400 was senior Saria Watson. The 800 was junior Karima Gonzalez. Shot put was senior Jamie Redman. The high jump was freshman Sydney Miles. And then in the pole vault was Jocelyn Dykeman. The winners were pole vault, shot, and the 400. So we had three sectional champs for DeKalb. In the 3A Moline sectional, Yorkville had 57 points for fourth place as a team and advanced in six events, the 800 behind junior Allegra Trainer, the 3200 relay behind Katie Melzer, Alexandra Stewart, Allegra Trainer, and Sophia Keeler. Shot put, sophomore Courtney Kluba won it, and in discus, Courtney Kluba finished second. She was doing her thing. High jump, taking second with sophomore Cassidy Madden. And then, in pole vault, taking third with senior Maya Bowl. Woof! Lots of winners, lots of accomplishments, lots of awesomeness in the regular season. Wrapping that up, postseason we're just beginning. But now, we'll just keep it up to date with every single episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Cannot thank you enough how much it means for you to listen hear everything that these kids, coaches, teams, our area is doing. It means a lot to not only me, but to them, to their parents, to the teachers, to our community, to the entire world. Yes, the entire world. Until next time, which will be soon. Peace. Edge of your seat podcast. It's a beautiful day and cold, nasty weather is right around the corner. So we're at the golf course. But it doesn't matter what we're doing. It does not stop Edge of Your Seat Podcast Chats. And we have two fantastic guests on today. In Dixon Tennis, we have Grace Ferguson and Leah Keel. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you for having us. Let's do the voice recognition. You've not been a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast until right now. So we don't know your voices yet. So let's do that. Grace, say hello. Hello. Leah, say hello. Hello. Awesome. Thank you very much. Leah, you're a senior, correct? I am. So this is your senior campaign, and you guys make it to state. That had to be amazing. Yeah, it's definitely really exciting to be able to go. We went my junior year as well, and so I knew we could go again this year, and I'm just really glad that I was able to have the opportunity again to go. So you've already been there. You're like, hey, we can do this. We got this. Yeah. Awesome. So Grace is a sophomore. That means you've been to state your first two years in high school. Yes, that's correct. Uh, you know, a lot of people can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just been really exciting, especially like being able to go as a freshman and sophomore. And I just hope that I can continue the next couple years. I don't want to already go to the future because we just started talking. But are you going to stay in doubles when Leah graduates? Are you going to go to singles? What do you think is going to happen next? I hope to switch to singles. I don't know what my coach wants, but I'd be happy either way. Gotcha. You're like, hey, I just want to play the, ten- the game of tennis. Yeah. All right, you could play golf if you come out to the Mendota Golf Course. Um, I tried out golf, and I am really bad at it. I am really bad at it, too, so hey, don't, don't feel bad. Okay. 
<laughs> awesome. So let's just talk about the state experience. Uh, we'll start with Leah. I mean, obviously you'd already been there. You go back down. Was there any nerves? Was there any, you know, uh, expectations that you guys as a duo put on yourselves? I mean, it's definitely intimidating going to state because you know that all of the people there are going to be, like, quality competition. Um, I knew that we had, like, a chance of beating some people, and so our goal was basically to make it to the second day at state, and so we were able to do that, which was awesome, and I'm really glad that we were able to achieve that goal, and we definitely gained a lot of experience playing against those people, so it was really fun. How many games did you guys win at State? We won three and lost two. On day one, we played a total of four matches. We lost the first one, and then we won the next three to qualify for the next day. And then the next day, we lost the first game that we played. And I think we lost to the team that got, like, fifth place. So I'm not too disappointed about that. We played well. I say this all the time, and if you listen to Edge of Your Seat podcast, the next like four or five episodes, when this comes out and I'm talking to tennis players and tennis coaches, I say this routinely. Tennis doesn't matter. 1A, 2A is the toughest sport to get to state and then to compete at state because of the group of athletes that are all put together. It's not like football where you have eight classes. You have two, and small schools are playing huge sports suburbs and things like that so i give all the credit in the world to players like grace and leah for being able to do what you do thank you i mean does it feel that way when you go into competition at state and you see all you know the oak parks and the fenwicks and like all these things like that does it feel that way going into it yeah it feels good to like be able to know that we can compete with them even though we are from a smaller school it definitely is intimidating going and playing against these like huge schools though. Grace, do you kind of feel the same way when you kind of walk into that? You're like, hey, you know, there's a lot of schools, a lot of talent here, but hey, we can play with them. It's definitely a little nerve-wracking once you, like, start out, but once you compete against teams from bigger schools and beat some of them, the nerves kind of wear off because you know you can play with them and you're, like, in the same boat as them. Who were some of the competitors that you guys played on the tennis court? It's, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. I know we played a smaller school the first round, uh, so we kind of went into that knowing we could compete. We ended up losing, but it was really fun. And the other teams, they were from larger schools. I don't know exactly the names. I think one of them was from Danville, the one we played on the second day, which I'm not sure the size of that school they ended up placing really high at state but it was just great knowing that we could even compete with them and take some games off of them obviously with Leah being a senior uh, we already spoke uh, you want to go into to singles just talk about these last two years and being able to be a partnership and go to state both years that does not happen very often especially for a freshman and a sophomore and then to do it twice in a row and then now you know end it with another trip to state that's pretty awesome so we'll start with Leah I mean what did that mean to you having a partner that's two years younger than you but you guys were able to get to a very high level of tennis I was very happy to be able to go especially like I was really proud of Grace for like stepping up and playing so well the last two years and I know she's only going to improve and I can't wait 
excited to see where the future takes her because I know she can do really great things. Grace, would it mean to you to be partnered with somebody a little older than you? Uh, did she teach you things that maybe you needed to polish up on or you didn't know about tennis? Being older than me, she's definitely like more mature and just has like experienced more things. So she helps me in both like ways like teaching me more things about tennis and just life in general. Like she's been a great friend and teammate. I'm just really lucky to have her as a partner to guide me in tennis and everything else. Leah, now this is your senior year. Do you play any other sports besides tennis? Um, I'm planning on playing soccer in the spring. It's going to be my first year playing soccer. Um, the last two years I played track, but I decided to switch it up this year. I think a lot of seniors do that. Like, hey, I've been doing this. You know, I got one more year. I'm never going to do this ever again, so why not take the chance? Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I wasn't – I definitely was not as good at track as I am at tennis, so I knew that, like, switching it wouldn't really make a whole lot of difference. I feel like I'd be in the same place either way, so I figured why not. Gotcha. Do you plan on playing tennis in the future, whether college or rec, you know, anything like that? Um, I might find, like, a club team. I don't think I'll play for, like, the school, but I could play for, like, the school club team, and I would probably be interested in doing that. Awesome. Are you going to college? I am, yeah. Where at? Not totally sure yet. That's still something I have to figure out, but I'm definitely going to go, like, away somewhere. So far, I've applied to U of I, UW-Madison, and then a couple of schools in Colorado. So I think one of those four is probably where I'll end up going, but I don't know for sure yet. Okay, okay. You're like, hey, Dixon's been cool. It's been fun. But, you know, I got to do some other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Grace, are you involved in any other sports after tennis? I didn't do a spring sport last year, but I'm also interested in going out for soccer in the spring. Okay. You've never played soccer before? Um, I did when I was a lot younger, like from the ages between like 4 and 12. I just haven't played the last couple of years, so I could be a little rusty, but I have experience. <laughs> there you go. You did the summer thing, right, when there's nothing else to do, so let's play soccer? Yeah. I did that when I was a kid, too. It's cool because I realized I was awful at soccer and that I should not continue to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grace Ferguson sophomore at Dixon and senior at Dixon Leah Keel thank you so much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast and congratulations on a great tennis season and you have all the uh, Edge of Your Seat Podcast happy endeavors going forward thank you whenever it comes to the girls tennis season you know Edge of Your Seat Podcast is paying attention to Ottawa Ottawa always putting great tennis players on the court, and it didn't stop this year. We got two of them with us right now, an Ottawa senior, Jenna Smith-Meyer, and junior, Riley O'Fallon. Jenna, Riley, how are you? Hi, we're good. Thank you for joining the Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I saw what you guys did at State and been following you throughout the year on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else that I see your names, and I'm like, hey, I got to reach out to them. So we'll start with... Jenna, it's your senior year. You get to state. That had to be an amazing feeling. It was an amazing feeling. I'm really glad that I was able to make it for the second year in a row. 
Is it easier or harder to do it the second year? Is there those expectations like, hey, I made it the first year, I have to make it the second year? Or is it just like, hey, I'm just going to play my game and get there? Or do you kind of go through the roller coaster of emotions as the season goes? I think it's a little bit of both. There's definitely more pressure since I made it the first year, but you get out there and you play your game. Did you make it last year in a doubles team with Riley? No, last year I made it with doubles partner Kylie Olszewski. What was the difference of the two teams? I mean, obviously, making it to state, everybody's a good player, but what are some differences that you had to do in your game this year compared to last year with a different partner? I definitely had to learn new forms of communication. Riley talks a little bit more than Kylie did. Usually I was the one talking with Kylie. This year I didn't have to do that so much. Do you like to be a Gabby Gab or not? I would rather the other person do the talking. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I like to be the gabber, but hey, you know, I had to do my thing. Talk about going to state with Riley. I mean, when you guys are down there, what was your record at state? We were three and two. So I know you won the first match on Thursday, day one. And then break it down from there for me, if you could. We lost our second match and then won our third, won our fourth. And then on Friday, we lost our first match. How did this compare to last year? Last year, we lost a lot quicker. I think we definitely lost our first one, maybe won our second, lost our third. I mean, how does it feel being able to win tennis matches at state? I mean, it's competitive. I say it all the time, said it on this podcast a million times, the level of competition in tennis the high school levels in Illinois is probably the toughest in any sport once you get into the playoffs. I mean, going into that and knowing that, it's got to mean a big deal when you do win matches at state. It is a big deal. My goal was just to win one match, so it's incredible that we did more than that. Did you celebrate? Yes, we did. (laughs) Did you do some fist pumps? Did you jump up in the air? Definitely a lot of jumping in the air. A big hug after our last match on Thursday. That's awesome. Good stuff. Riley, as a junior partnering with a senior, is it weird having that year between, or did it just become natural? Um, It was natural. I didn't find anything weird. So Jenna doesn't, like, pick her nose or smell funny or anything? Not exactly. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding, Jenna. Don't beat me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So how was it playing with her since this was your first time together you make it to state what were some things that you thought worked really well and was the strength of your guys's game i think the strength of our game she's a lefty and she had a good left-handed serve and i'm good at the net so like when she would serve i knew where to move at the net and i would win those points much faster when she would serve just because you could kind of predict where the ball was going to go yeah, and we did something called tandem where, like, we would move around on, like, the first serve and she would serve it down the middle to the girl's backhand and they wouldn't know what to do with it, so it was an easy shot at the net. Nice. So there was some strategy involved in all this. Yes. <laughs> where were you at last year in tennis? Last year, I was with a different partner and we lost the sectionals in the qualifying match to Cole City, so we didn't quite make it, but we were close. So how did it feel this year to be able to take that next step and go to state, you know, with you having another year where you can possibly do it again? How did it make you feel taking that jump as a junior? It felt good. I wanted to go as far as I could because I knew 
what I was missing out my junior year, so I, or my sophomore year. So I wanted to come out and do it my junior year and go far. Did you celebrate when you guys won? Yes, of course I did. Is it the highest you've ever jumped off the ground? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> perfect, perfect. This was your first time at State, so how was it for you with nerves, expectations, looking at the other talent that's there, all the talent that's there, there's a lot of schools, a lot of kids, all at the same place. Was there anything that was going through your mind like, oh man, what did I get myself into? Um, the only thing that I kept thinking was like, I saw some girls and I was like, wow, they are really good. Like if I ever went against them, I would just try my hardest. But I felt like when I, you would get out on the court, like you were nervous sitting out, but once you were out there, it was like, just you were going to play. Like I didn't feel any nerves. It was just like, win the next point, win the next point. So you were a gamer. You just came to play the game of tennis. Yes. And didn't let all the mental stuff get in the way. Yes. Awesome. I know Coach Steve Johnson is there. How's it going, Coach? Hey there, good. Good day today. Coach, you've been a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, been on before, and it's because of the winning tradition that you have in Ottawa. I mean, this doubles team obviously either lived up to your expectations or went further than that. What did they do for you this season as they advanced and did really well at State? You know, it took a while to figure out what the the end expectation was. The the simple expectation was they were going to be the the rock of our team uh, throughout the conference season. You know, send them out there to play and want them to not to be mean. I wanted them to beat the snot out of whoever they were playing as fast as possible to set the tone in all of our duels. Uh, and I think they did a really good job of that. And then sectional. When you've done your job the rest of the season, sectional turns out to sometimes be pretty easy, uh, even though you're nervous about making it to state. And then state-wise, I think we kind of got where we where we belonged. Uh, and then I'm looking at the, the list of other all-staters that were in our category of 17 to 24, and I'd, I'd go play any of them right now and feel confident that uh, these two would beat them. So I know we're in the top section of that 17 through 24. So you have a lot of confidence in them. You've seen what they can do. Absolutely. And they improved as the year went. Couldn't have asked any more of them along those lines of uh, leadership and you know being that, like I said, it's kind of the, the rock. We always need that, that one rock on the team that we know is going to get our win. And they did a great job. What were some of the areas of the tennis game that they improved on during the year? Consistency of serve continued to improve. Movement in doubles becomes a, a gigantic thing and starting to read not only what your teammate has hit, but what the opponent could actually hit back from that shot. And they both improved on that quite a bit as the season progressed uh, so that you know, you're in the right spot more often, which makes the game that much easier. Did you teach them all that? No. <laughs> I, I let them learn on their own. We have a great uh, support cast with uh, Tracy O'Fallon and Kevin Cavanaugh and Jason Garner. Uh, we let everybody kind of takes a village to raise a person or a team and let everybody chime in and learn from each one of those people because they all have such good tennis backgrounds. Let's talk about the rest of the team. I know you guys won the sectional. 
edged out LaSalle, Peru, which seems to be your rival arch nemesis when it comes to tennis, and I guess in overall all Ottawa LaSalle, Peru sports, but edged them out for the sectional, and I believe you won the conference too, correct? Oh, thanks for bringing it up, Brandon. No, we did not. These two won uh, number one doubles at conference, but as a team, we ended up third, I believe. Once we weren't first, I started losing track of where we were at. I'm a greedy person who wanted to always be at the top. Yeah, I think we took third at conference and then sectional. Uh, everybody just played better. We, we had a good week of practice and everybody played better and we were able to take the sectional. Sorry, I didn't mean to rub a sore spot. I just uh, kind of thought like, hey, Ottawa usually is up there. They probably won this one. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing bad. A little turpentine, a little lemon juice in the wound. No biggie. <laughs> Threw some salt in there, some rubbing alcohol. That pain will end someday. <laughs> well, hey, you won a sectional and got to the state. Yeah, that's when it ended. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, congratulations on everything you do, Coach Steve Johnson and Senior Jenna Smithmeyer, Junior Riley O'Fallon. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And again, congrats on a really, really amazing season. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Tennis season means excellence all across Illinois, including in Sycamore, where it seems they win a sectional, go to state every single year. We actually got a couple players from Sycamore we've had on before when they did win some some championships. And now we got another one who is in the mix as well, Sycamore Tennis. Girls tennis, always amazing. We have, let's see if I can get these names right. I just did off air. I don't know if I will on air because now the pressure's on, right? We got Abby Golombieski. Is that right, Abby? Yes. Hello. We got Abby Bordage. Hello. I said that right again? Yes, you did. No way. <laughs> and Elizabeth Kleckner. Yes, I'm here. Perfect. Let's just do that one more time. I'll go Abby G, Abby B, Elizabeth, just so you know people can hear your voice and recognize it when I'm talking to you. So Abby G, say hello. Hello. Abby B, say hello. Hello. And Elizabeth. I'm here. Hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, first of all, congratulations on a great, great tennis season. Thank you. Thank you. Coach Rob Majerus sent me a text message full of your guys' accomplishments. You want a sectional? Yes. You won conference? Yes. And it seemed like every person on your team made it to state, or just about? Yes, everyone. everyone made it. Every single Lady Spartan made it to state. Yeah. How awesome is that? I think, what was it, the last five years? It was the first time they yeah. had done it? Yeah. In five years or something around that. Yeah. Seven. Sorry. Well, some programs never do that. So to do that and within five years, that is crazy impressive. Yeah. What is it about Sycamore Tennis? Abby G, we'll start with you. What is it about Sycamore Tennis or Coach Rob Majerus that has this winning tradition that doesn't seem like it's going to stop ever? I think the big thing for all of us is that it's really just like a family and we all get along really well and are able to communicate, which just makes it a lot easier to like go to him about issues and just be able to talk to everyone. Abby B, is there any difference of what she just said that, you know, contributes to the success at Sycamore? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the same. Um, and then I would say communication and also work ethic. So I, I just feel like we have a really good work ethic. And we come out on the courts every day and practice two hours a day uh, for almost seven days a week. So, yeah. 
Elizabeth, do you like practicing that much, or do you not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, um, I've actually realized this now that tennis is over more so, that now that we're done, it's more like, I really do miss the practicing, and I never realized how, like, rewarding it really, like, is. Before we get to individual questions and, you know, things that you guys are able to do as individuals or with your own teams and stuff like that, I mean, you're all three seniors. How awesome was it to all go to state, all be that family environment that Abby G was talking about, and do it all together your very last year of high school? It was really cool because when we were freshmen, like, the two seniors went to state, and then, like, a couple people went, and then last year we only sent one girl. So to be able to, like, end our season all together and not have a couple people straggle off was really nice. So it was like we can come together one last time for state weekend, and this is going to be the finale of our playing. So, Abby G, you have been a doubles pretty much your entire Sycamore career, correct? Yeah, I played singles freshman year, then doubles sophomore, junior, and most of my senior year. But then right at sectionals, I was switched to singles. I qualified for state in singles. Even though you play doubles most of the year? Correct. So that just means you're a beast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. And your sophomore year was the last time I had you on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and you had went to state then as well? Yes, I did. Did you go your junior year? I did not. We were in a really difficult sectional, and just with luck of the draw, Abby and I didn't get a good seed, so we just struggled along the way. Gotcha. So you and Abby B, Abby Bordage, have been the doubles team for the last three years. No, we were only doubles partners last year, and then she was with Liv King uh, as a sophomore, and I was with Emma Harden. Gotcha, gotcha. Got some movement. Sometimes it's hard to remember it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Was it weird being at state at singles instead of doubles when you just got flipped over at sectionals or what was going through your mind as all this is going on and you know coach is like hey we need you here instead of there and uh yeah play good enough to get to state yeah it was very stressful i oh it was just awful i remember telling my mom how i was so nervous about what was going to happen and all that i wanted to do was qualify for state and i didn't know if i could do it by myself but i also didn't know if i could do it in doubles so at the end of the day, I told him, I was like, I don't want to choose. I don't want to have any opinion in this. I want you to pick which way is best for me because you know I want to go. And at the end of the day, he chose singles. And I was terrified at sectionals and questioning everything, thinking that was going to be my last day playing Sycamore tennis. And at the end of the day, it wasn't. My last day was at state. Uh, that had to be pretty awesome then. So you didn't know if you were going to do it. And then you do it. What was the feeling after that? I mean, relief, triumph, what was going through your mind? It was definitely a big relief. I was playing a girl who was out for injury for, like, the last place to get to sectionals. So she was supposed to be, like, really good. Like, she walked in with, like, state tags that she had been before, and I was like, oh, no, like, here it goes. Ended up going in my favor, and I remember walking off and just being, like, so happy that, like, I did it, and I was finally going to get to go. And, like, kind of the fact that, like, I did it by myself just made it even more enjoyable. Abby Bordage. Abby B. I'm so happy I'm saying your guys' name right. Routinely. <laughs> so, Abby B., I hear you had a season-ending injury. Yeah, I actually didn't play at all because of my injury. But, yeah, that's correct. So, did you have your injury last year as a junior, or when did you have the injury? I tore my ACL in soccer as a junior. So, in March. 
Gotcha. So it's kept you out of all of tennis. Yes. Are you going to be able to play any sports either winter or spring before you graduate? I can possibly play soccer in the spring, but it's not for certain yet. If they give you a chance or say, hey, it's kind of on you and whether you want to do that or not, do you want to play even through the injury? I'm not sure yet because, I, I mean, it's kind of scary, like, knowing that that's the sport that I got hurt in in the first place. But I do love soccer, too, so it's kind of hard for me to just back away from that, too. What do you like better, soccer or tennis? Tennis. <laughs> that was quick. She didn't even give a second to think about that one. Coach Rob Majerus says that you were kind of like a player coach and you helped the team through your senior leadership. How awesome slash difficult was that for you to be like, hey, I can't play, which stinks. I really want to play, but I want to help this team and I want to be there for them. How did you mentally go through that roller coaster to help the Lady Spartans this season? Yeah, it was difficult watching, like, everyone else play, but it was also, like, really rewarding because I know how hard all of these girls have worked, and, like, it was nice to just see everyone play their best and, like, also to, like, to get to know them, like, more off the court instead of, like, on the court, too, because, I mean, I might have been playing with one person and then sitting on the sidelines, I got to talk to all of them. That was nice. So you got to, like, know them more than you probably have before. Yeah, that's for sure. So were you kind of like the team's Dr. Phil? I mean, I guess you can say that. <laughs> hey, everybody needs a Dr. Phil. That's awesome. Did it help you, uh, I guess, cope with not playing or help you grow as a person knowing like, hey, I can help doing other things besides what I really want to do? You know, having to make those adaptions in life, which, you know, we're going to have to as we get older. Did it? Do you think it kind of helped you, you know, become a better person? Yeah, I think I gained a lot more leadership by sitting on the sidelines and, like, more knowledge of the game, too, because, like, watching state, sectionals, conference, all of those things, I feel like I learned a lot more about tennis as well. I just feel like the leadership aspect, it really grew as, as the season went on. Well, congrats, Abby. That means a lot to, I know the whole team, obviously to coach, and it has to do yourself to be able to help even though you can't play. That's pretty amazing. Elizabeth. Hi. Hello. You were also singles, correct? Yes. Was it a last-minute switcheroo like Abby G, or have you been playing singles? Sophomore year, I was first singles on JV. Last year, I was second singles on varsity, and then this year, I was first singles on varsity since the beginning of the season. Gotcha. So no switcheroos last minute? Nope. I haven't really switched that much over the last few years, so that's, that's kind of nice. Definitely. What it mean for you to qualify for state, be able to play with all the players, I mean... Again, last year, you're the number one singles player. Usually that's the rock of the team. So for Coach to ask you to be that and for you to deliver, that had to mean a lot. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really cool. We knew the expectations going in, and when those expectations were met, it was kind of like, all right, good. We got it done. Here we go. Like It was really cool just to see, like, this is what we want to happen. This actually did happen. So it was like super rewarding process. There was no bummers or no, ah, you know, nothing like that. It kind of went the way you guys planned. Yep, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets or no regrets? Regrets, no regrets. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what movie is that off of when the dude's got no regrets? Tart. Uh, the Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah. You know that. <laughs> That's awesome. I think there's a movie. Oh, Meet the Millers. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's a guy that has no regrets instead of no yeah. regrets. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should have, you know, a dictionary when you're spelling out tattoos to make sure you don't do that. 
Yeah, I'd probably say so. That'd be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of the three of you have tattoos? I have a tattoo. That's Abby G. <laughs> Abby G has a tattoo? I do. What is it? I have a cross with the verse Luke chapter 1 verse 37 in it. So it went spiritual? Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you. It's awesome. I love tattoos. I got a couple myself. So I know uh, it's more normal these days for high school kids to have tattoos than it was when I was in high school. Yeah, for sure. Does like every kid have a tattoo in high school now? No, no, not a lot of them do. If they do, a lot of them are more, like, hidden. And, like, you can't, like, just see it with, like, a naked eye. Like, you'd have to, like, look for it to see it. Gotcha. So there's no face tattoos in high school? No, not yet. No Post Malone yet. <laughs> <laughs> no Post Malone, no Mike Tyson's, not yet? Not yet. It's going to happen sooner or later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think we can start talking about tattoos now. You guys got some tennis to play, or actually, tennis season's over. Let's hold on. We got one more question for all of you. We'll start with Elizabeth. Are you playing any more sports throughout the season? Yes, I run track. Run track. What events? Uh, I do the 800, the mile, and then the two mile, and then I alternate between the three of those. So you're fast? Um, a distance runner. <laughs> a fast distance runner. You could characterize me as that sometimes. <laughs> Perfect. Abby B, you hope to maybe play soccer, but you don't know even if they okay you, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, any college plans to play any sports? Um, probably not. Um, may maybe tennis, but probably not. Gotcha. I'm going to go back to Elizabeth for a second. Any plans, college, to play any athletics? I want to go to like a bigger school, so I think I kind of just want to do it for fun now. Still compete, but maybe just kind of run for fun or play tennis for fun at a club or something. Gotcha. Club or like rec league? Yeah, something like that. Or intramurals or whatever they call it. Something like that. Yeah. I always say rec league, but I mean intramurals. <laughs> I played intramural basketball at Southern Illinois when I went there. It is very competitive. It is. It does not drop off much from like high school or like borderline college. I mean, there's still some great athletes in intramurals. Abby G, yeah. what do you got planned next for Sycamore? Are you in any more sports throughout the year? I'm not in any more sports. I'm in Orcasis. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a dance production that the school puts on. I did not know what that is, but that sounds pretty cool. So you dance? Is it all choreographed and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it is. So it's choreographed by high schoolers. So I'm one of the choreographers, and a couple of other girls are as well, and some guys. So it's like co-ed, and we do lifts, and it's just a really fun time, and a lot of people enjoy it. Awesome. Is it like a presentation, like a show? Yes. So do you trade in your tennis racket for some dancing shoes? I do. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. It's always cool to do other stuff outside of, like, you know, the traditional sports. Yeah. Awesome. Any college plans for athletics or anything after that, after high school? About the same as Elizabeth. It's a, maybe I might, but I really want to go to a big SEC or Big Ten or Big 12, whatever it is now, school. So most likely just intramurals. Gotcha. So you guys are shooting for the moon education-wise and be like, hey, we don't have to do all this other sports stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Education is going to be on top now over tennis. Yeah. It's weird how you get older and you realize, like, that's the more important thing. It really is. Yeah, we're going through withdrawals right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been going through withdrawals for, like, 20 years, so I understand. Well, Sycamore tennis players, Abby Golombieski 
Abby Bordage, and Elizabeth Kleckner. Thank you so much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast and chatting with us. Thank you for having us.